cookies were never meant to be used for this purpose. They were, they're, they're meant for shopping. And so getting rid of them, it's for the best. And we need to, we need to, as a industry, come up with a better way and all adopt a better way. Welcome to the Design Rush Podcast. I'm your host, Bianca Mayer. Our guest today is Brittany Ray, the Vice President of Product at Audience X since 2018. She's a key player bringing her expertise in platform experience and data analytics to Audience X. Brittany's focus on new product developments, including SaaS and data infrastructure, has been pivotal in Audience X's growth. Join us as we explore Brittany's insights and don't forget to like and subscribe for more discussions with industry leaders. Let's dive in. Brittany, once again, a very warm welcome to the Design Rush podcast. I think I speak for our entire team when I say we are thrilled to have you on the show. And, you know, we're just super excited to talk about all things, you know, audience X, um, AI-driven predictive analytics, and, uh, you know, things like privacy-first data science. Uh, But first, before we jump into all of that, let's, let's give our audience a chance to get to know you a little bit better. Um, Absolutely. So first of all, I'm very excited to be here because I love the topic of AI and machine learning and algorithms and all that good stuff. So thank you for having me. Um, I'm Brittany. I've been in the media industry for almost 15 years and specifically in digital advertising for about 10. Um, My background is in operations with an emphasis on data and platforms. And I currently serve as the VP of product at AudienceX, where I've been for uh, just over five years. So while my title is product, I most certainly do a lot of that. I also work directly with our clients and I'm hands on keyboard and um, transforming data and so on. So I get to see both directly the need for AI in our products, as well as the impact that it has on our clients' performance and, and our clients' campaigns. I'd like to take this opportunity actually to talk more about Audience X. So, you know, again, for our unfamiliar audience, could you just, you know, give us a brief overview of what Audience X does and you know like mm-hmm. just its core mission and stuff like that of course so audience x is an ai enabled performance first digital advertising partner focused on delivering results to both brands and agencies our mission is really to redefine the the digital advertising landscape by seamlessly integrating technology creativity and data we have expertise spanning numerous different verticals and we offer Basically, seamless access to media, tech, and data, allowing our expert teams to deploy holistic strategies throughout the digital ecosystem. Okay, so when you say holistic strategies, what do you mean by that? Sure, so we are an omni-channel focused platform. So we run across, and we can get into to omni-channel in a bit, but we run across all different platforms across pre-roll video, audio, native, CTV, OTT, search, social, so on and so forth. And so we have teams who are experts in running across all of those different platforms, not just siloed, but holistically with a strategy that employs all of them and how they can benefit each other. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's just get back a little bit more to, you know, AI-driven predictive analytics. Can you give us a brief overview of what that is? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So let's break it down a little bit. So AI-driven predictive analytics. If you start with analytics, analytics is really the practice of collecting and looking at data to find patterns to make decisions. Predictive analytics revolves around modeling that data to identify the likelihood of future outcomes. And then finally, 
adding AI to it involves using machine learning and other techniques to automate the process. So put that all together and that's what you've got for predictive analytics driven by AI. Amazing. Okay. So in saying all of that, how exactly does uh, Audience X integrate those AI driven predictive analytics into its services then? Mm -hmm. So basically we use predictive analytics to supercharge our clients' campaigns, right? It, it really helps us understand our clients' audience better, predict what they'll do next, and really fine-tune their advertising strategies. It's essentially what drives our whole audience X intelligence suite. Well, it's easier said as AXI. Um, and AXI is essentially a comprehensive suite of AI-powered, privacy-safe data science solutions. To jump into that a little bit further, there's three prongs to this, this suite. So we have a predictor tool, and these are audiences that are created through machine learning and AI technology that leverage historical data, clients' first-party data, and log-level data from the DSPs that we're running in to model consumer behavior. And then we have a tool called Optimizer, and this is campaigned customized decisioning that leverages log-level data and works in collaboration with enterprise-level platform algorithms to reach the right audience at the right time to produce results. And then the final prong to our suite is our tool Explorer. And this is audience and media reporting that uses predictive an analysis and media mix models to provide insights and guide clients to optimal results. Basically, in short, all of these tools in our AXI suite use AI and machine learning to produce results for our clients. That's incredible. So um, when you do have the suites, you know, that you give to clients and stuff like that, wh what advantages, or excuse me, let me rephrase that. Uh, what advantages does this bring to your clients at the end of the day then? It's essentially, it gives them more bang for their buck, right? It's all about customizing these tools, customizing their campaigns for every individual initiative that they're running. And the suite also is flexible in that each piece can be activated individually or in combination. So it really allows us to tailor our approach to meet the specific needs and goals of every campaign and every initiative that our advertisers are running. Okay. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit more about, you know, like integrated ad tech. Can you give us a little bit of an overview of what that entails as well? Sure. So, so basically simply put, integrated ad tech is the use of various advertising technologies that create a unified system to manage and optimize digital advertising. So I like to think of this as like a Swiss army knife, right? In a Swiss army knife, you have the knife, you have a nail file, you have a screwdriver. Each of these tools in a Swiss army knife, they have a purpose, but they're all part of a unified thing. That's integrated ad tech. Okay. So um, what kind of tools would this integrated ad tech have in its Swiss army knife then? <laughs> Great question. So. <laughs> There's so many, so many different tools and platforms. I, to, just to name a few, if you think about the the DSPs that campaigns run on, so the demand side platforms where we're running programmatic display, native video, so on. There's search and social platforms, um, data partners, supply vendors, really just different tools from all of the different aspects of our industry put together and working together. Okay, so how exactly does this apply to Audience X then? So I almost don't even want to say we we apply integrated ad tech because it's not so much an application for us. It's integrated ad tech is Audience X. We are integrated with and have expertise in 
all of these major enterprise level DSPs, search and social platforms, specifically selected supply vendors and data providers for specific needs, and an industry specific CRM and order management system, and many more tools like I mentioned, but we, it's not so much that we're applying it, it's that that's what AudienceX is at its core. So, okay, I understand what you're saying. So it's integrated within your actual core, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but could you provide some like specific examples of how it is integrated exactly? Yep. So going back to the Explorer tool tool that I mentioned, mm-hmm. this is an omni-channel tool, right? So every platform that we're running across, no matter what channel it is, is brought into that tool. And we harmonize the data across all of these different platforms and channels. So you can see performance how how your campaign is doing against an audience that you're targeting in multiple platforms. So you don't have to see it kind of siloed and piece together this information. It's really all brought together into one place. Okay. So I'd be interested to know, Brittany, have you like observed any recent market trends or, or really like unique insights in this realm, you know, say in the last year? Well, I think it's the same for basically every industry out there, which is the use of AI, right? With with the emergence of generative AI, or really the popularity of it, this is just forefront for every single industry that that you've probably talked about, and it's no different for digital advertising. Um, I'm I'm sure we'll touch a lot on a lot more of that later, but that's really where I'm seeing the trend. Okay. And so how would you say that generative AI, I mean, we will get into that more later again, but just mm-hmm. while we're on the topic, mm-hmm. um, how has generative AI really, you know, revolutionized audience X in the last year, would you say? Mm-hmm. So beyond, we're doing beyond just generative AI. And of course we'll talk about that. Um, generative AI specifically, we have a, a group who's dedicated to setting a foundation for how we use it because there's so many rules and regulations that you need to consider when using generative AI if you want to be responsible in it. Um, But basically it can help guide us in ad content, product descriptions, things like that, where we would never just pop in, hey, help me, guide me in, in writing this description and then use that description. We have teams who are built around taking what comes out of that manipulating it, making it work for the brand at hand, really giving a personalized touch to it. Um, but but that's how we're, we're starting to use generative AI. But in the realm of AI, we're, we're going far beyond just generative. Um, and I would say that's even kind of a small portion of what we're, we're using AI for. Okay. Um, just also speaking about, you know, market trends and let's say the evolution of digital advertising strategies, I think it's interesting to note like the role of platforms like, say, for instance, Design Rush um, in shaping how companies connect with like the right agencies and say like web design branding or or developments even. Um, so, Brittany, just from your perspective, how important are platforms like Design Rush, would you say, um, for businesses looking to navigate like these complex landscapes? There are so many changes that are constantly happening happening that I don't I can't imagine a company doing doing it right without a product like that. You know, there, there, there's just so many changes that it's so hard to stay abreast of all of the changes and rules and regulations and and such. So I think it's imperative, honestly. Okay, amazing. So yeah, definitely outsourcing agencies to help you 
kind of stay ahead of everything is, is definitely the way to go then. Okay. So just getting back to, you know, the topic at hand, um, I, we, we kind of spoke about, or you mentioned, uh, omni-channel solutions as well. So could you just give us a brief overview of that as well? And just mm -hmm. how audience X once again, like integrates this. Yeah, absolutely. So in a nutshell, um, omni-channel is all about being where your audience is across various channels seamlessly. It's mm -hmm. essentially, it's like having a multi-channel strategy, but with a little bit of a twist, it's all interconnected, which is kind of a theme with audience X, right? Everything's interconnected and working together. Um, so with Omnichannel at audience X, we're really making sure that our clients can reach their target audience wherever they are, whether it's on social media, different web pages, mobile apps, TV screens, literally driving down the road. If you see a billboard, that's something that we can do programmatically at audience X. Um, so okay. We, we integrate these channels through a few different means, right? We have expert media buyers, first of all, who work across the different channels, who understand how to leverage the learnings from one to enhance another. That's one way. Um, another is that we have a full creative team who are experts on telling the story across channels, which is very important. The consistent story is very important. And then finally, I, I mentioned this already, but our Explorer tool provides the cross-channel performance as well as media mix modeling to help understand how to allocate spend across different channels and how to add incremental spend in order to get the best performance. Because it's it, it takes more than just looking at, say, the last touch in order to understand where to add additional spend. You really need to understand how one channel's impact has on maybe the final channel, right? So we have these tools that use data science in order to understand where to allocate that spend, that incremental spend. Okay. So what would you say are like the major benefits of integrating omni-channel solutions then? So I, I mentioned it briefly, but consistent messaging is, is probably the number one benefit, right? Imagine you're on a website during work and you see an ad and it piques your interest, but you're not in the right mindset to even look into that ad any further. And then after work, you're watching TV and you see a consistent message, but you're not, you don't have your computer on you. So you don't do anything further with that. But then you're falling asleep at night and you're doom scrolling and you see a consistent message on Instagram. And finally you convert on that, that message or that ad. These touch points, they all have consistent messaging and that can be very powerful. So that I would say is a very important benefit to omni-channel approach. Um, but more than just messaging, it's really about guiding users through that marketing funnel. So guiding them from awareness to consideration to finally that conversion, you can, you may use display to introduce your brand to a wide audience, and then you might use native to push them to consideration and then finally search to kind of seal that conversion. So Omnichannel is really all about guiding potential customers step-by-step -step through that funnel. Okay. It's actually so intricate, but it's, it's, it's a really interesting topic to think about as well, especially when you think about it in ads, you know? Oh, for um, sure. Okay. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's incredible. I, you know, this is a bit of a deviation now, but I, I, something just came to my mind and I'm just wondering what is the psychology behind that? Oh, well, if I was a psychologist, <laughs> I would be able to answer that a lot better. But I mean, if you think about it as a, as a human, right? Like, we see these ads like it's not just in business, right? You like I'm mentioning, you see an ad on a web page and then you see that consistent message later on. It helps trigger 
your your memory of oh I saw that earlier and I wanted to look into it maybe I'll look and I'll have the chance to look into it now but it's also like you really need to understand what a person's mindset is when they see the ad so like I was mentioning if you see an ad while you're working it could be the perfect ad for you it could be the perfect brand but it's just not the right opportunity and so having that consistent message is so important um, to really like sparking that in someone's memory and sparking that that need when they're in the right time for that that ad or that brand or product. Okay. Um, okay. So likewise, just we also touched on this a little bit earlier as well. But what exactly goes into programmatic advertising then? Programmatic advertising. It's one of those buzzwords that you hear and some and people use it all the time. But I don't know if everybody fully understands programmatic advertising what that means. But basically. It's all about using technology and data to automate the buying of ads in real time. For our audience, if there's anybody who's familiar with traditional TV ad buying, that was all about, it still is, building schedules and then purchasing everything up front. And so the difference is that with programmatic, these are technologies that make split second decisions on when to show an ad to get the to get to the right audience at that right time. Whereas with with TV ad buying, it's all done up front and you don't even really know the results until the entire purchase is done and you have a chance to digest the information that comes back. So that kind of takes us again back to the psychology of it, like exactly knowing when to show that ad. Um, right. Can you elaborate on that? Like how, I, I know we spoke a little bit about, you know, like uh, I think you, you spoke about the three prongs, right? Mm -hmm. um, so how does that, let's go full circle. How does that, like come back to, you know, predicting when consumer, when is the right time for a consumer and all of that? Like, is it the algorithm that does that? That's, I, I just want to understand like what goes on behind say programmatic advertising for it to show the right ad at the, to the mm -hmm. right person at the right time. It's absolutely about the algorithm. Um, but it's, it's really a combination of the algorithm and the right targeting. So there's different forms of targeting, right? You can do third-party behavioral targeting. You can do contextual targeting. But if you are targeting using, let's say, our predictor audience, we, we've built it off of a consumer base, fully consented, largest U.S. behavioral base that's fully consented. We build these audiences using first-party data to say, this is what our conversion, this is what our, the people who are converting, this is what they're doing before they convert. Find people like that and that's who we're going to target. So it basically is finding people who act rather than look alike, act alike are, are converters. And so using that audience, so having the right target and in combination with the algorithms who the algorithms look at millions of data points that the human mind just simply can't comprehend, right? We can look at, if we're optimizing a campaign, we can look at maybe five attributes and say on this channel, on this device, on this browser, on this site with this audience, these people are doing really well. Let's target that. But with an algorithm, it can say, okay, that's great at 2 a.m., but at 4 a.m., that doesn't work at all. So don't just target those people. Let the algorithm say, I know that this does well at this time. We're going to serve more ads then. And later on, we'll, we'll switch our, our tactic to whatever combination of dimensions works best. That also brings me now to 
you know, our next conversation that I wanted to have with you, which is, of course, AI-driven uh, predictive analytics and uh, privacy-first data science. Now, uh, I know you have a ton of experience in this. And now from your experience, how is AI-driven predictive analytics reshaping programmatic advertising then? I mean, it's having a profound impact, right? I would say the number one thing, which I've talked a little bit about already, is that the enhanced audience targeting, that really stands out to me as one of the most significant changes. If you ask any media buyer today or advertiser what their perceived pain points are with traditional audience targeting in the digital world, I guarantee they will almost certainly say one of the following. The data is inconsistent or unreliable. It's difficult or, or too expensive to integrate the data with their first party data, so their CRM data. The audiences aren't precise, so it leads to wasted ad spend. Or a popular one, which I, I guarantee we'll touch on, is the, the phase out of third party cookies. With AI algorithms, they can analyze massive amounts of data, basically to identify patterns and behaviors of potential customers. So going back to our predictor tool, it uses machine learning to solve for all of the aforementioned pain points of audience targeting, right? And what's really actually really cool about these, these segments that traditional audiences lack is that they're optimized as a campaign runs. So you might build an audience and it's a great audience to start your campaign, but as your campaign runs, your audience changes, the, need, the needs change, the people change. And so what this, these segments do is it sends delivery data from your campaign back to the data science pool, reconfigures the audience, and it adds new people in, it removes people. And this is something that traditional audiences don't do. They don't optimize as a campaign runs using the campaign data. So back to predictive analytics. Basically what I'm saying is when it's seeded through ethically sourced data sets, it's reliable, it's consistent, it's precise, and it operates effectively in a cookie-less environment. I mean, it's actually incredible when you have it laid out like that right um now there's something i do want to ask though just follow up to that when you say ethical source data sets mm -hmm. what exactly do you mean by that and where do you find those so there's i mean there's many different partners there's a lot of different data providers um we work specifically with one data provider that's backed by microsoft and the data comes from various different forms such as uh, retailers, banks, um, device manufacturers. And what's, what makes it ethically sourced is that the entire data set is fully consented. So every single person that's in there has said, you can use my data for this purpose. And it's continuously you know, updated. So it's not like they said it once and great, we're using them forever. It's continuously updated. So much data is added in every day. Two petabytes of data is added into this data set every day. So. Um, that's, that's basically what it is when I say the, the ethically sourced data set. Um, but like I said, there's many different data providers that, that offer these types of data options. Okay. So just getting back to, to the AI, uh, predictive stuff, right? So what would you say are the most significant changes you've observed, um, in targeting and ad delivery because of AI integration? I mean, especially I think you brought up like telephone or TV sales, right? So like what, or TV ads, like what, what is the biggest difference you've seen? Yep. So I know I mentioned enhanced audience targeting. I definitely think that there's a lot more beyond that. I would say kind of the ones that come to mind are predictive budget allocation. So using data science to model historical impact on channel spend to 
as I was saying before, effectively predict where to allocate spend and where to add incremental spend to get the best performance. Um, like I said, it's not just about that last touch. It's about how these channels affect each other. Another one is dynamic creative optimization. So using AI to tailor ads to individuals based on their attributes. And then um, a huge one is optimization in general, right? So to take a step back, AI, machine learning, algorithms, this is not new stuff. AI has actually been around since the 50s and we've used it in programmatic since the inception of programmatic. It, it essentially is programmatic. So it's been around for as long as programmatic, about 10 years, maybe a little bit more. Um, but today's AI is really reshaping how we optimize. So we're learning from AI and AI is learning from us and, and that continues to happen. And so optimization is getting more and more precise. Okay. Now, again, considering your expertise in product development and, you know, with a focus, especially on data analytics, um, how do you balance the power of AI driven analytics um, with the growing demands, obviously with like privacy first approaches in data science? Sure. So I actually kind of want to challenge the nature of the question itself, because I don't think we necessarily need to balance these because like I was saying before, when AI driven analytics is done right, it can actually enhance privacy first approaches. It's primed for analyzing and acting on user data while respecting data and privacy. So to give a few examples of how this is done, first, AI can implement techniques that anonymize user information. So we don't know who that particular person is when we're running the data set. AI is also, it can be set to only run on a certain amount of data, right? We we wouldn't run on a set, an audience that has three people in it because that's not that, then we know who those people are. So the AI can say, I'm only gonna run if I have this number of people in that data set. Um, secondly, AI can actually police itself better than a human can, right? AI can be trained to analyze data points to ensure its own compliance or the compliance of another AI set. And then, like I've said a few times already, when AI is trained on a responsible data set, there is no fear of contamination. So like I mentioned, our predictor tool built on the largest fully consented US behavioral graph that's ethically sourced and in compliance with all privacy laws and best practices. There's no, there's no issue with it invading privacy because it's a, it's a set of data that, you know, is, is completely clean and fully consented. And so there, there is no issue with that data privacy. However, right. all that to say, just one thing to add with all of, you know, with all of this power, these powerful tools, oversight and regulation is absolutely necessary when it comes to using these tools, right? So if we talk about our optimizer tool, which optimizes campaigns, it's essentially the AI tool that optimizes campaigns. It's not just an AI tool, right? We have media buyers who oversee the AI's decisions and they can provide manual intervention when necessary. So they have the final say on adjusting the strategies and the budgets based on their industry knowledge and insights. And they collaborate, collaborate with the AI to fine tune its strategies and identify new opportunities and address, address any unexpected changes. So that oversight is 100% necessary. I wouldn't just leave it to the AI. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, the, it's it's a very interesting conversation. You know, I think a lot of people talk about like, oh, you know, they use our data for this and that and the next thing. So this is, I think it's, it's good that we're having these conversations with experts, obviously, because these are things that 
the general public doesn't necessarily know, right? Or think about right. because why would they? Mm -hmm. um, so just, I mean, I, I was thinking about this earlier as well, but just as a thought, like there must be cases where, it, you know, data isn't ethically sourced or ethically used. So for the general public, again, how can we regulate our private data in terms of it not getting into like nefarious hands or like ending up on, on the, the deep web or, or something like that? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great question. I think that there's probably many different thoughts on this, but I think it all comes back to just making sure that you are using partners who you can trust and who are fully consenting their data. So when you do a purchase, make sure that the website that you're using has asked you for your permission for your data before you enter your data in. Um, so these are just ways as a as a human that we can make sure that we are using companies that are reliable. And then in, in, in turn, if you're working with advertisers or you know, advertising platforms, companies, make sure that they are using consented data sets and ethically sourced data sets before you use them. Ask, ask those questions, right? You don't need a full team of people who vet all of these different companies. You just need to be asking the right questions and making sure that the companies that you're using are trustworthy. Okay, so just also on this topic, what are some of the most you know recent developments or, or trends in, in data privacy and security um, that you've observed? I would, um, I think the easiest answer to that is stricter regulations. I think that's probably an easy, an easy and obvious one. I literally can't even speak to all of the regulations in detail because as I speak, they're changing. And also they're consistent, they're, they're constantly evolving within the industries themselves, right? So it's not just enough to know the CCPA, the GDPR, you have to know the regulations within the industry that you're advertising for. So I think that that's probably the obvious question or answer to your question. Um, some other trends, though, that I've that I've noticed data minimization. So essentially collecting and storing only necessary data, which is an, in an effort to protect against misuse and data breaches. And then user consent and transparency, which we've talked about. But this one's huge. And like you mentioned, largely user driven. So people, you and I, we want to know how our data is being used. And so companies are being tasked tasked more and more with informing users how they collect their data, how long it's stored, how they can request it to be removed, so on and so forth. Okay. So considering these developments, I mean, what are your thoughts on, you know, how companies and say, for instance, digital advertising can adapt their AI strategies to stay compliant with like these new regulations that are constantly mm -hmm. popping up, as you say. Right. right. Constantly changing. Um, I would say that there are, there's a few steps that can be taken to adapt the AI strategies. Um, number one, companies can use AI to anonymize their data before it's processed. So this is really important when targeting CRM data, your, your first party data. At AudienceX, we use a partner called LiveRamp, and that's where we allow our, our clients to upload their CRM data. We give our clients direct access to that platform, so we never even touch their CRM data because it contains PII. That's the human aspect to it, right? But once their data is uploaded into LiveRamp, it's then matched against an identity graph and the data is anonymized, which makes it private and secure. So we can never download that data set again and see who those people are. It's at that point, it's completely secure. Um, so that's one strategy. I would say another is going back to using consented data. So making sure that you're actually using data sets that are reliable and fully consented. And then 
auditing. So going back to what I was saying previously about our we have having teams who oversee the AI's decisions and can tweak the algorithms. You want to make sure that you have compliance auditing in place to look for biases and misinterpretation of data um, so that the AI is not just running wild. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, in saying all of that, right, how do you see AI predictive or AI driven predictive analytics rather evolving soon? You know, especially in terms of um, providing deeper consumer insights while mm -hmm. respecting privacy norms, as we've just talked about. This is actually one of my favorite topics within this larger topic. So I would say in recent years, privacy con concerns have really forced us to shift how we approach consumer insights. And I see that continuing. So traditionally, as most people know, we've used, we've done extensive data collection using a flawed data set, namely that of cookies. AI has really compelled us to reevaluate our methods and has opened new avenues for gaining insights while maintaining privacy norms. AI really encourages a more contextual approach to understanding consumer behavior. So by analyzing user interactions with the context, the context of their online activities, we can then uncover deeper insights into their preferences and their intentions. And this also enables us to deliver personalized experiences without relying on invasive, da invasive data collection practices. So really, if you think about it, we used to think that it was enough to know someone's demographics, but that's really no longer the case, right? AI has shifted this approach to a more valuable one. We now wanna focus on users' behavior and thus their intention rather than their age or their race or their gender. So in essence, AI has really pushed us to explore alternative avenues for gaining deeper consumer insights that align with privacy norms. Okay, so I mean, what innovative, uh, innovative approaches do you foresee um, or rather recommend for harnessing the power of AI in advertising. I mean, as we said, you know, particularly when pr uh, traditional data sources like cookies um, mm -hmm. are becoming less viable due to privacy concerns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, worth mentioning again, but our AXI suite, um, I certainly recommend those tools. But outside of that, in addition to those, I recommend contextual advertising. So contextual advertising uses AI to analyze the content of the page a user is on. And this can actually be just as powerful, really, if not more powerful than behavioral targeting. So to give an example, we used to run an ad for a diaper company and think about how much more relevant an ad for diapers is to a person on a blog about how to navigate the toddler tantrum than it is on someone like on Fandango.com, right? I have a toddler and I haven't been to the movies in over two years, but I have bought a lot of diapers. So I would say contextual advertising is the number one, probably easiest route to, to start taking there. Um, another one is computer vision. So this is, this is a form of AI that understands and interprets visual data. And that can be used in so many different ways in advertising, but one that I expect to see, um, I do expect to see it harnessed to optimize creatives. So if it can understand the visual data of a creative, let's say the color, it can then start optimizing on your blue creative is doing better than your red creative. And that happens instantly, as opposed to kind of doing A-B tests and those types of things. Um, and then one other way is contextual itself. So I talked about contextual in terms of words on a page, which is traditionally how contextual is done. But if we can use computer vision to understand the images on a page, we can not only target 
if we're looking for Jaguar, it knows the difference between Jaguar the animal and Jaguar the car. We can not only target the word Jaguar, but we can target images on the page with Jaguar the car, um, or negatively target not only pages with the word guns, ammo, but also pages with the images, it, the words aren't, aren't there. Um, so that's another way that I foresee it kind of going into the future. Okay. So just based on your experience then, uh, Brittany, and especially, or based on, you know, the current trends that we've also discussed some what's in this, in this uh, conversation, um, what are your predictions for the future of AI and digital advertising, you know, particularly with an emphasis on maintaining, um, data privacy and the ethical use of AI? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think AI chatbots with data consent will become more prevalent in advertising. I haven't really seen much of this yet, but this would be really powerful because it can allow brands to interact with their customer, their, their customers. It can provide personalized product recommendations, answer questions, really overall enhance customers' experience and their connection with the brand while still maintaining privacy. So chatbots with data consent. Um, another trend I know we, we already touched on a little bit, but that's generative AI, hopefully done responsibly and with oversight, but I do expect AI generated ad copy, product descriptions, those types of things to continue to grow. And then attribution, which is a whole can of worms I haven't even gotten into yet. We could probably do a full uh, podcast on, but to, to keep it sweet, AI is really going to help us develop more advanced models to more accurately measure the impact of advertising across various different touch points, leading to more informed budget allocation and campaign optimization. Um, I know that Google has officially also like begun shutting down third-party cookies for its browser, um, Chrome. So starting with like 1% of its users, you know, the tech giant obviously stated that like uh, the plan will continue to roll out until the third quarter of this year, mm -hmm. uh, where it aims to have like third-party cookies effectively restricted for all users. So I just want to know what are your thoughts on this as well? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's been something coming for a few years now, so it's it's nothing that should be alarming to anybody. Um, I think at this point, most people should have plans in place. Otherwise, they should make sure that they are using companies who do have a plan in place and who, who do have a, a POV on this, whether it's using contextual advertising, whether it's targeting using audiences like the predictor tool that works in a cookie-less environment. Um, Want to make sure that your advertising partners are fully integrated with the the other the IDs that are out there that work in a cookie-less environment like the ramp ID and trade desks um, UID uh, so you know as long as as people are preparing as they should have been for the past few years or they're working with companies who have a point of view and who have prepared I think that we're we're gonna be okay and it's it's for the best right cookies cookies were never meant to be used for this purpose they were they're they're meant for shopping. And so getting rid of them, it's for the best. And we need to, we need to, as a industry, come up with a better way and all adopt a better way. Um, I'm interested to know where you see yourself in the next five years. I mean, what does the career path for a VP of product look like? Um, well, I appreciate you asking. Um, you know, I'm really just, I'm committed to continuous learning and staying adaptable, right? In our industry, Anyone who says that they know everything about ad tech, they might not be lying, but they're definitely wrong because it literally continues to change every day. And that's honestly a really awesome thing to be a part of. So for me, it's not so much my career moves that I'm interested in making. I just love learning and I love 
staying on top of the latest trends and learning about data and how to how to use it better for our clients. So um, yeah, just continuing to learn and staying adaptable. Okay, now finally, Brittany, I know that we all have like various people and mentors that we look up to in our careers. And I'm curious, um, who are those figures for you in your life? I'm so glad you asked this um, because I, I would love to give this this person a shout out. The, the CEO of my previous company, Videology, Videology is no longer around, um, but the CEO was Scott Ferber, and he, he actually um, added, created and, and sold ad.com to AOL. He was just such an amazing human being, great, great um, leader of a, of a company, really valued all of every person that worked at the company. Um, and just super, super smart and and very dedicated. And so I've learned everything I know about, you know, the core of ad tech from working directly with him and leadership. And so I, I'm glad you asked. I'd love to give a shout out to Scott Ferber. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we, you know, I think the people that we have as mentors or that we look up to in our careers, right, says a lot about not just who we are, but it really, I think, also tells us where we want our career tra trajectory to go. Um, and I always just find it fascinating asking people that question as well. It, it really mm -hmm. gives you a very cool insight. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, Brittany, thank you so much again for joining us today. I mean, you really, I mean, it was amazing. I, I, I can't wait to watch this back and like <laughs> listen to everything again properly in detail. It's, <laughs> it's fascinating stuff, really. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. Well, well, thank you for having me. Thanks again to Brittany Ray for sharing her valuable insights again with us today. If you're in search for a top-tier digital agency for your next project, be sure to visit designrush.com marketplace. There you'll discover a curated selection of agencies ready to elevate your project to success. And don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast for more enlightening conversations with industry experts. Again, I'm your host, Bianca Mayer. Stay curious and join us for the next episode.